a single soul Reaching a further and stepping in closer Hello, welcome to Living Life. Um, I'm really excited to share God's Word with you today because I think today's text is very important and there's very important things that we could take away from today's text. Sometimes in our lives, when we do God's work, we expect everything to go right. Uh, we want God's blessings. We want everything to be perfect and uh, we actually expect it. We feel entitled to it, actually. Um, when we go on missions, for example, uh, we want to save ride there, we don't want any accidents, we don't want any mishaps. And when certain things go wrong while we're doing God's work, we have a level of hurt in our hearts because we kind of think that, God, I'm doing your work. Why isn't everything happening the way they should? Why, uh, why, are we, uh, why do we get into a car accident in our mission trip? Why did I get sick? Why did I get hurt? Why did we not save this many souls? And we kind of question God. But... Uh, in Acts chapter 28, um, Paul actually has a legitimate reason to kind of complain to God and to be upset, but we don't see any of that. Uh, we see Paul kind of um, just embracing hardship as it comes his way. Uh, we know that Paul, he was on his way to Rome and his, uh, his uh, ship, it got shipwrecked and he ended up on this island. So let's see how Paul kind of um, handles that encounter how Paul handles that situation, and let, let's see God's grace in that situation. So let's get into today's text. Acts chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness they built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. And this had happened. The rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. All throughout Paul's uh, missionary work, um, I mean, I'm sure there are good times, but from what we read in the Bible, he endured immense, immense hardship. He was beaten he was robbed, he was stoned, he was pretty much left for dead, and now he even became shipwrecked and he gets bitten by a snake. So uh, doing God's work is not easy and uh, God doesn't uh, guarantee us uh, uh, a safe 
uh, trip during the mission trip, but he knows that at the end of the road, he's always there for us. Uh, our life and hands, uh, life and death rather, it's in the hands of God. And even though we may face persecution, even though we may f- face hardship, we know ultimately God is in control of all situation and he uses it uh, to whatever purpose he has. And uh, 28 starts off, um, you know, they land safely ashore after they get shipwrecked. And they find out that they land on an island called Malta. And in verse 2, it says the islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us because it was raining and cold. Uh, I'm just going to read verse 3 for you again. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on the hand. And what happens is all the islanders, they're like, oh man, Paul must have done something wrong. He was lucky enough to survive a shipwreck, but at the end, justice is served and he gets bitten by a venomous snake and he's probably going to die. But that doesn't happen. Paul, he shakes off the snake and he faces no ill will and he seems fine. And all the villagers, they're amazed by this and they want to know what kind of God Paul serves and they want to worship that God too. And Paul kind of, it gives an excellent opportunity for Paul to share the gospel. But I think in this small encounter, where we see this fire that's being already prepared for Paul and Paul gathering this brushwood, lighting it on fire kind of to keep the fire grow. The lesson that we take away is, I think when we go through periods of uh, dry spiritual life, sometimes we try to substitute that dryness for something else. We want to go on YouTube and listen to different speakers. We want to go to different seminars. We try different things. But what the Bible is telling us is, We don't need a new source of fire. Uh, Just as a a fire was already waiting for Paul, the same fire that we see in Acts chapter 2 when God sent the Holy Spirit and these spirits of fire, these tongues, and the, uh, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit was so heavy upon the 200 disciples waiting for the Spirit. That fire is still burning today. Even in 2018, that fire has never died down. But I think one of the biggest mistakes that ministries or churches make is we try to replace the fire of the Holy Spirit with something else. Whether it be extravagant buildings, whether it be uh, new and better music, whether it be entertainment, we try to replace the Holy Spirit with worldly things and that's when it becomes a problem. But we need to know that we don't need a new fire. We have the fire of the Holy Spirit And what we need to do is we need to feed the dry things in our life. Just as Paul went out and gathered dry wood to feed the fire, when we have difficulties, when we have dry spiritual areas in our lives, if we feed it and we lay it all before God, God allows the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn in our weaknesses. We know that when we are weak, God is strong. So when we bring the dry things, the the hard spiritual places in our lives and we feed it, to the fire of the Holy Ghost, we know that God is going to work amazing things. And what happens is that fire exposes serpents. So just as the fire exposed the serpent in the dry wood, when we feed our dry spiritual things in the uh, fire of the Holy Spirit, the serpent uh, becomes exposed. The traps that Satan lay in our lives, it becomes exposed and we're able to overcome those things and it becomes a tremendous opportunity for the gospel to be shared with everyone. Uh, I just wanted us to be reminded that uh, don't try to substitute God for something else. 
Don't try to substitute the Holy Spirit for something else because it's going to end wrong. But when we still recognize that the same Holy Spirit that was given in Acts chapter 2 is still available and still burning for us today, all we need to do is feed it with the dry things in our lives. And then and there, Satan's traps and the venomous snakes in our lives, it becomes exposed. So I just want us to be encouraged by it. Let's go into time of, uh, time of prayer. In our perspective, uh, it may seem like Paul had every right to complain to God, every right to kind of just uh, give up then and there and said, God, I can't do this anymore. But Paul, deep down in his heart, even though he faced persecution, even though he faced enormous, enormous hardship, just for the sake of the gospel, he knew that it was worth it. It was worth it in the end because he was ran running the race and he just wanted to finish strong. And even though it meant him losing his life, he knew that losing his life meant gaining it, and he knew that God was in control of all situations. So just like in today's text, as Paul went to a fire that was already built for him, and he fed the dry things, and that exposed the snake, and that incident became a wonderful opportunity to spread the gospel, may we have that same mindset in our lives. Let's go into time of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today's word that you have given us. Uh, just as you sent Paul to Malta because the people of Malta needed to hear your word and even though it wasn't the safest trip possible he could have just went there safely but through the shipwreck you sent Paul there and the people of Malta came to know Christ through that encounter may we know that when we face uh, certain hardships or certain difficulties in our lives that you have a great grand plan for everything and everything happens according to your will and that you are in uh, complete control of all situations, even though it may seem difficult for us. May we have the courage, may we have the faith to accept it. Um, we, don't, we know that we don't need a new fire. We don't need to substitute the Holy Spirit or we don't need to substitute you for something else. May we continue to rely on the same spirit that you sent out in Acts chapter 2. May we feed it the dry things in our lives. And as the fire becomes increased, we know that Satan's attacks will become exposed. We praise your name, we love you, we thank you, and in your precious name we pray, amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, see